and welcome to the DJ Force 10 in Conversation podcast, episode 114. My special guests on today's show are Ian and Jerry from the band Shattered Skies. Uh, they've got a new single out right now called Born From Solder. Um, go check that out. Uh, like I said before in my other shows, stop the podcast now. Go check that song out and come back afterwards if you like what you hear. Um, or if you want to hear them chat, stick around for the next couple of minutes. I'll start that interview shortly. Um, I just want to throw out a few thank yous to everyone that's been uh, listening to the show over the past couple of weeks where I've been sort of releasing them day by day. Uh, I have noticed an upcape, uptake sorry, on my um, on my server um, and a lot of people are listening which is absolutely fantastic and I love it. Thank you. Um, please let me know if you've discovered anything new uh, from the show as well. Um, I would love to hear that's the kind of feedback I want. Um, just to say look I, I listened to your show and I checked out this band and you know i really like it something like that but hit me up on the socials i'm around everywhere uh facebook twitter um instagram actually i think that's it um uh or youtube as well i'm on there um and twitch as well but you can't really leave comments on there um but yeah just uh do check that out um i am going to be live streaming just to let you know as well live streaming dj sets um from my twitch channel in fact it's twitch.tv forward slash dj force x um so please go and subscribe to that to find out when I'm going live. I've got no sort of planned dates at the moment, but I did a uh, broadcast on Friday uh, and it went well. Um, I didn't lose connection. Um, obviously, you get to stare at me looking at turntables for a bit. Um, but I'm playing rock, metal, dance music, all that kind of stuff just just for just for listening pleasure i'm not doing it for any sort of gain or anything like that it's just more for people to to have something to do um but i'm going to start doing it maybe on weeknights because the weekends seem to be um filling up with various things of pe- various people live streaming and stuff but um if that's something you're interested in do hit me up on the socials and uh yeah i'll, I'll go ahead and do that um but also as well to help out this show and help out the bands you're listening to if you could go to where you get your podcast from so be it apple podcast be it spotify be it stitcher be it uh google play youtube i was wondering if you could leave um a, a review um a rating uh, even um just to help these um shows go up the the um totem pole if you will of of um of like the charts that they have for podcasts and stuff um because that will help the bands that we're listening to right now um it kind of makes it um uh, you know well it doesn't kind of make it anything it makes it better for the bands and also myself not gonna lie because obviously it can attract more guests um and more sort of guests with bigger profiles stuff like that which also help the the, the, the sort of smaller starting out bands um and also the mid-level bands and stuff like that but if you can do that that'd be great if you don't don't worry about it continue listening to the show uh as long as you're enjoying what you're hearing that's awesome but anyway i'm gonna leave you now with ian and jerry from shattered skies enjoy Welcome to the show, Ian and Jerry from Shattered Skies. How are you guys doing? Not too bad. How are you? Yeah, pretty good, man. Cool, cool. I'm good. Bad I'm good. Here. Excellent. <laughs> Lockdown not getting you down then. Yeah, we're just trying, trying to maintain morale through that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's yeah, there's still a lot of a lot of stuff you can do in the middle of that. It's not the end of the world. No, not yet. Anyway. Um, so- 
So, um, <laughs> what, what have you guys been up to? Like, obviously, because you're not out playing, but what have you kind of uh, been doing with yourselves? So that's been the big question, right? Uh, you know, gigs had to stop. Yeah. But uh, we're still plugging ahead on the on the next album. Okay, cool. So we, um, you know, we, we put out that first single, uh, Born of Solder. Yep. And uh, the whole idea was to wrap that up with, uh, with gigs and everything and push for the next single to bring it out for the album. A lot of that's written, right? Yep. So it's it's all about trying to adapt and see how we can do that push in this weird, crazy world we find ourselves in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, our first gig of the tour is supposed to be tomorrow, um, so that's not happening. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. We, we put this we put the single out. Thankfully, that got a pretty good response in the midst of everything. But um, yeah, we're just kind of continuing to record, finish off the new stuff. Uh, you know, we, we'll keep cracking on trying to put out like video content online and just try and keep up whatever we can sort of do. Yeah. In the current situation. Cool. I mean, that that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, I've spoken to a few bands already and and a lot of them are kind of like finding um, it quite almost almost a blessing um, in as much as they're getting a lot of the other stuff done. Um, stuff that you would kind of want to sort of like eventually give to someone else, like all the admin or social media or whatever um but they're actually having time to do that and obviously like yourselves as well like honing an album writing you know um because uh, obviously this time is, is very different for everyone so the inspiration for everything is going to be totally different mm-hmm. yeah so um yeah, yeah so you mentioned your single uh born of solder um tell us a bit about that really uh i really dig it to be honest with you um i did catch you guys live last year as well um i was uh i I was at radar festival in guildford yeah and uh i was djing the after parties as well (laughs) so i was there all day um but um no no i really enjoyed i really enjoyed you guys um i really loved the kind of like uh the sort of progressive side of things and um especially when you involve synths and stuff like that it's um it really hones my interest on that front um nice. but yeah no i just want to say you guys you guys were awesome live but let's get back to your single oh, as i totally deflected from it um yeah just tell us oh, about the single it. uh cool um well it was I, I started writing it about a year ago i guess um it's it's sort of a hopefully a progression from where we've been going mm-hmm. but just a bit more uh we're, we're just trying to push everything further so the probably stuff is probably here the synth stuff is synthier the heavy parts are heavier. Um, I think conceptually it came from this idea that I just had that's not an entirely unique idea. I know there's been lyrics done about it before of just uh, the concept of someone wanting to effectively sort of merge with with technology, sort yeah. of replace parts of themselves with technology because they've grown weary of the sort of fallibility of the human form and all that kind of yeah. concepts. Um which kind of came out of just how the music was coming together when the synths and stuff started to go onto it. It felt very almost retro futuristic and kind of technological. So we just uh, kind of built the lyrics from there. And then uh, instrumentally wise, it was just me messing around with some really weird uh, guitar approaches. I don't use a plectrum for like most of the song. So it's just got kind of an unorthodox guitar approach to it, which sounds unusual. Yeah. Yeah, it came across, you know, 
in, started writing that, putting that sort of stuff together. And each sort of layer that got added on was another step in that direction, you know, trying to take things a little bit further each time. Um, the, the sort of solo, if you want to call it that, towards the back half is just one of the weirdest things he's ever written. Um, That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but it gave a really cool feel to the song. And, and the whole, that whole technological vibe, it, it almost came out uh, sort of preachy in the end, which I think is always a, like a powerful thing for a band to do, right, is to yeah. take on that kind of preacher vibe. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And with that sort of concept as well, um, it's certainly something that people are, you know, thinking about <laughs> i guess when it comes to like merging yourself because a lot of people do live them live them they're already there they kind of live in technology you know um already but no that sounds really cool it sounds like kind of a um a progressive fear factory if you will yeah it was definitely yeah i mean obsolete's one of my favorite albums of all time oh, so cool. i have no doubt that that was a a factor in more ways than one Excellent. No, that sounds really cool. I really look forward to that. Um, have you got any kind of um, obviously all the everything's gone to shit right now? But what, <laughs> um, what was the sort of general plan for the album release? What sort of dates were you looking at? Uh, we we hadn't gotten that far. Really. The, okay. the idea this year was um, uh, we, we are ultimately aiming towards an album. We've got like about ninety five percent of it written, I think. Okay. Um, but the idea we kind of wanted to do this year was to put out a few singles yeah. and just sort of do some shows and kind of build up a bit of momentum slowly. Because I think with the last record, we were a bit too, like, we were quite inactive for a while. Okay. And then we kind of just dumped the album out without a lot of build-up. Um, and this this time around, we kind of want to build a bit more slowly to it uh, with a few singles. So, yeah, we, we didn't have a timeline, but whatever, whatever vague timeline we were starting to work towards... Uh, has been messed with a bit i think the the initial idea was um uh we're supposed to be going to uh the u.s this year for the first time to play prague perry usa uh, in atlanta uh if it happens in september (laughs) who knows um the idea was once we because that's kind of taking up a lot of logistical and even just financial time for us to even sort of pull it all off yeah um so once that's done with then we probably kind of hit the ground running working on the album pretty hard from there. Uh, but yeah, in terms of release, no idea. As soon as, okay. soon as possible. The the aim was to get, you know, at least a second single out uh, prior to that, you know, prior to September. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're still, you know, we're still hopeful for that. we got to kind of, I guess, read the audience a little bit as, uh, as things develop now. But the music's there and... Uh, it's it's building up it's waiting to be heard excellent excellent that's good to hear that's good to hear because i i really enjoyed muted neon um as well i um i i after i saw you guys at radar fest it was a couple of weeks later i think um i I started listening to more bands from there and uh i came across your album at that point and um yeah no i i I have um i'm sorry i think fall from uh disgrace Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, on, it's on one of my regular kind of like playlists. Um, 
nice and uh i dj out i play rock clubs and stuff like that and i usually drop a lot of the sort of progressive stuff on on the warm-up side of things um yeah so it's like you guys tesseract stuff like that you know um nice. stuff that you know later on because people everyone just wants new metal later on so yeah, yeah. <laughs> inevitably just limp and corn it's pre- pretty much it you get they get a few drinks in them and and they want to be teenagers again yeah. so which is fair enough you uh, know as long as people are dancing oh, yeah. you know um but no yeah. i really enjoyed that and uh is it uh, makata map is that how, Mc- oh yeah. that's yeah that's did i pronounce that's, uh, did i pronounce that you correctly? did you did yeah oh, thank goodness yeah. I haven't been calling that this wrong song in like a good few months then. So it's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't know how to pronounce it. That was, um, that was actually our bassist Chris joined, uh, kind of during the making of the album. Okay. Uh, and that was the first song he wrote for the band. Uh, so he kind of put that together while we were writing, while we were recording the album, basically that song kind of he came along. Basically did all the, all the guitar, most of the, all the bass, you know, pretty much all the composition. Um, I put down the vocals. I think, Ian, you still did the synth on that one, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the synth was all me. Um, yeah, no, he, he, Chris was basically the main writer on that one, which was cool because we've never had a, a writing basis in the band before. So it was really uh, cool that he came in and immediately wrote a song that ended up as being one of the strongest songs on the album. I was going to say, it's very rare to get a writing bassist. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, technically, he's a guitarist. I suppose he he basically took up bass to join the band. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and to be fair, he's becoming a very good bassist. Like he's he's definitely taking that aspect of it seriously. But um, yeah, he he writes on guitar, uh, which kind of has led to a, an unusual setup we're going to do for the next record. Um, I basically pitched the idea to him because I've been a bassist longer than I've been a guitarist. Okay. Uh, kind of the opposite to Chris, yeah. our, our bassist. <laughs> so I basically said to him for writing for the next record, I was like, well, how about whichever of us writes the guitar parts on the song actually is the guitarist on that track and, and we'll swap instruments. So three slash almost four tracks on the next album, uh, as, as the track that's currently sounds, will likely be ones that Chris actually plays guitar on and I'll be playing bass and right. we'll yeah, that live as well so that doesn't make for a different thing it's just I, he he's a very different player to, to me yeah and sometimes the stuff that he writes I really struggle to comfortably play or I have to kind of adjust it to suit my style mm. and I'd rather he just felt free to just write whatever yeah um so kind of just letting him loose on this album to actually play a fair bit of guitar and it just makes it interesting there's not many bands in this genre who who will swap instruments on stage for songs and stuff so it just no. makes it i was gonna say that's that's one of, it's like you don't see that too often or at all really like you know swapping like major instruments like that um but that's really cool because obviously you're letting each other um reach the sort of like potential of creativity that way um so he's not he's not holding back because of your style and vice versa um that's really cool that's really cool you have that kind of setup going yeah we've always wanted to be like obviously i'm out of out of the out of myself and chris and 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 jerry as well uh, myself and our drummer ross are the longest serving members and when the band first started uh, it was very much me writing 90 to 95% of the music. But the further we've gone on, my goal was always to have as collaborative a band as possible. Yeah. 
you know, Ross became more of a writer. He actually wrote like the main riffs on Fault in Disgrace, for example, that were written by the drummer. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just anytime someone new is joined, uh, like in both Jerry and Chris's case, it's one of the, the main aspects that we were most excited about is the fact that both that they write because our, our first singer wasn't a writer. Jerry's written a lot on Muted Neon and on the new stuff. So and now having Chris writing, it's gone from basically being me writing most stuff to it being a very collaborative kind of thing. Yeah, no, that's really cool. That's good because like you can, you can be you can get very controlling um, over it. Um, like when you are the sort of main songwriter in a project, um, yeah. that's really good. You're able to open up and and allow the other guys in the band to really like push themselves. Um, which is Absolutely, really cool. yeah. It makes it more exciting for to be in the band as well, and you get to go on stage and play stuff that you've had a hand in writing. You know, I, I never, I, I've never been like I totally respect and understand the, the Devin Townsend slash the Trent Reznor approach, where you know it's all their vision and they just yeah. basically hire guys to play. I get it. This it was just growing up that was never my thing. I always, you know, I was super into pantera and corn and stuff like dream theater and all that kind of stuff and they always seemed like bands that but like different people wrote yeah and that was a huge part of what just made it interesting to me because I, I liked hearing even like ooh, that riff sounds like more of a that the, the bassist wrote that one i can tell by his writing style that kind of it i just i've always really enjoyed that aspect of cool. bands when they get collaborative like that so the idea that's awesome cool so um, you already mentioned a couple then, but I was just wondering where your sort of influences lie. I mean, I know we've already mentioned, you just said Pantera, Fear Factory, stuff like that. But are there any other sort of like um, like players or anything like that that, that you guys are like um, heavily influenced from? Uh, I've I got to pick the one that I just, I always find it funny when it comes up. There's, well, no, there's, there's two bands that I, and I just, I called it straight away on the first one. When I was joining, uh, you know, back in however many years ago that was, mm. um, I said straight to Ian, I said, are you a, a Static X fan? <laughs> because I can hear a load of that in there. And it's like, oh, yeah. yeah, I absolutely love it. Um, so that was a massive one. Cool. How did you feel about that? Uh, I don't know if you went to go see it. The re- oh, what was it called? The Resurgence Tour? Or the re- oh, yeah. Rege- Regeneration? Oh, I didn't, I didn't Sorry. See it. No, I didn't see it. Did you? It's so it's so surreal. Yeah, yeah. I just I was, it was it was weird. Um, it was like I'm uh, doing all the sort of like looking at all the promo for it and everything, and seeing this guy in a mask, but then Wayne Static's face projected on that mask, <laughs> and yeah, it, it was a little weird. I kind of like I get why they did it to a certain degree, but uh, it was it was just strange. I couldn't get that. Um back when they did holographic Tupac, I couldn't get that out of my head. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I'd have almost respected it more if they'd have just gone and done a tour with whoever that guy is, just being himself and just being like, Hey, this guy sings static X stuff really well. Yeah. We're going to tour static X stuff. Cause I, you know, I've watched live footage. He sounds great. So it's like, well then just sort of do, do some stuff with him and, and, if you guys can write anything half decent, go for it. Like I, I respect that there's three of them there that were in Static X for many years. They deserve to be able to go out and tour with the name of it. Yeah. But yeah, the whole sort of over overdoing it of the Wayne thing is a little eerie. What's that guy's name again? I would definitely watch more with. I'd listen to more with him on on the, on the track. What, what guy? 
the guy doing Wayne Static? Uh, I, he's got a stage name of like Zero or something, doesn't he? With an X, but I don't know what. Wasn't he the singer, of, or didn't they think he was the singer from Dope? Yeah, and then the guy from Dope came in and said it's not him. Yeah, which could either be him <laughs> throwing out a red herring, like maybe it is him, and he's just saying that. But yeah, Ian, it's was never. It yeah, it was me. <laughs> this whole time, it was me, Aston. Exclusive uh, right um, here. It was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they they were always um, the, the thing with the way Shattered Skies is kind of structured sound wise. It's like different aspects have been influenced by different things. Yeah, like. The synths and the kind of industrial side is, yeah, Static X, Beer Factory, Rammstein, KMFDM, Nine Inch Nails, all that sort of, you know, super industrial dance metal kind of thing. Then we've got the proggy stuff, which is, you know, stuff like Dream Theater, even stuff like Nightwish, Rush, you know, uh, Pain of Salvation, proggy stuff. And then there's just the heavy, chuggy, angry side, which is, you know, Meshuggah, Pantera, Metallica, mud vein corn all that sort of stuff so it, it's kind of and then vocally i don't know what what else you got you know there's a bit of paramedal in there there's a bit of um yeah prog melodic stuff indie stuff i don't even know i was gonna get onto that cover in a minute um, <laughs> <laughs> no i was just gonna comment on the vocal style because like you said you mentioned the power metal um the part in there and that's the kind of vibe i got off of a lot of the stuff that i listen to you guys on um yeah. and i was just wondering if that was a thing for you um jerry yeah yeah i think um i think there's a there's a lot of sort of theatrical stuff to it um, yeah. not going through Andrew Lloyd Webber but, uh, <laughs> uh, there's, no, there's definitely a side of that there and uh, it's trying to get it's trying to get to the prog side of power metal you know yeah, um, yeah. so I, I've always liked that I mean I I was a, a fan of, of Dream Theatre growing up and as much as I am into the uh, the more the heavier side and, and I had different in influences from there as well mm. i thought it just suits the shattered skies sound a bit more to have that over the top um especially if you're if you're doing it alongside these these really thick sort of eight string sounds and there's all sorts of synth layer in there it wouldn't make sense to have you know a, a kind of a daintier voice on there you need to yeah. really sort of push it yeah no, I think that's what um, like kind of attracted yeah. me to you guys in in as much as that that was it was very different from a lot of the other bands of that kind of genre that you had that style in there as well because um, I I I'm a fan of like progressive like prog rock prog metal um, I've even had like not to name drop I've had like guys from Yes and Asia and all the sort <sighs> of like classic bands on my show and speaking to them has been amazing. Um, but um no i was just like it was just like it was a really good mixture because like you don't get like i've got a sort of like guilty pleasure when it comes to sort of power metal um, yeah be it like a sort of like stratovarius or something like that the kind of like <laughs> yeah. big epic kind of like sounding bands um but that's what i really liked about you guys as well it's just you had that element to you um and that was really cool and i was just i was just curious if that was a thing and it obviously it is so <laughs> yeah I, I grew up on one of the first bands i really got into that was doing like shreddy guitar and stuff was sonata arctica so they, they've always they were one and then uh, yeah stradivarius as well but one of the things i always thought when i would listen to them was i'd love to hear them 
with like meatier riffs and like yeah. groovier drums. Sometimes get I'd get a bit bored of the drums always being you know non-stop double kick and the guitars are kind of just playing chords yeah and then i'd be listening to metal and a lot of the time i'd get a bit bored of everyone trying to sound like james hetfield so it, it's always that thing i suppose had a lot of bands there is you, you you can picture in your head what you'd love to hear a mixture of and then you just kind of try and do that that's yeah. kind of the main idea of how shattered skies came with the sort of really heavy aggressive low-tuned groove-based riffs, but then this really sort of power metal dramatic, melodic vocal on top. Yeah. Excellent. Cool. So uh, we kind of uh, mentioned it a moment ago, but the uh, the Alanis Morissette cover you guys did. Um, <laughs> I only came across that today. <laughs> to oh, really? Yeah. I, 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 I just started subscribing to one of the streaming services, so um, okay. I was doing a deep dive because I've, I've got your CD muted neon. Um, oh, nice. but, um, yeah, no, I was just like curious where that, what, what, you know, what, what, what brought you to do that particular song? So, okay. I remember how this started. Uh, <laughs> I turned up to, to practice one day and, um, I just, I said to Ian, you know, it's really weird. I, I don't know why, but I've, I've been on a binge of something lately musically. I've been listening to this person. You, you probably wouldn't expect it. And he just looked straight at me and he said, is it Alanis Morissette? <laughs> because he'd been doing the exact same thing. Okay. And I cannot figure out, you know, what kind of zeitgeist got into our minds that we both needed to go back and do a deep dive on her whole back catalogue. <laughs> I, I know, personally, I know where the motivation came from. I was watching The Trip, you know, the, the show with Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and there was some part of it, it was the one where they go to Italy and they were driving and, uh, Bryden said he brought CDs for the car and Steve was like, ugh. And the first thing he puts on is the album Jagged Little Pill by, uh, Alanis Morissette. And he puts it on and Steve's like, oh my God, this is the worst. I'm going to hate this drive. And then it hard cuts to them ever many minutes later, both belting out that song. Like there's... One of those things where, like, you kind of scoff at Alanis Morissette until her some of her songs come on. You kind of go, "Yeah, you know what? This is a banger." Actually, now that I hear it, yeah. Uh, and that song was on. And I was just like, "Man, I've never properly checked it out, but I've always liked the singles that I heard." So that's how I ended up getting into it. And then by pure weird act, because I never mentioned that to Jerry. Yeah, um, I, don't think I, know, I, I want. Thought. I want two things on record here. One, I never saw the trick. Maybe I should. And two, <laughs> I would never scoff at Alanis Morissette. <laughs> you wouldn't dare. <laughs> so, I wouldn't dare. Yeah, no, oh, I don't. I always, don't always been a big fan. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, and then that song just—it uh, just made sense. It's—it's it's always had this kind of unorthodox kind of groove to it. Um, it's even in the right key to play on an eight string, hilariously. Um, <laughs> which is which is a testament to Jerry. Actually, we didn't change the key that when we recorded it, so he is singing the same notes as Alanis on the original. Um, but uh, yeah, I just as soon as I heard it, I was like, man, I could totally hear that with just these meaty, angry riffs, kind of polyrhythmic, proggy riffs, and then get tapping and synths and all kind of weird shit. We could totally just put this through the Shattered Skies filter, and it would it would work. So that's basically how it happened. That's amazing. That's amazing. Now is that that whole Jagged Little Pill album is? Um, yeah, I think every that's song was awesome. released. Every song was released as a single. I think. And it was, uh, it was, I remember, I remember, um, 
at the time, like the the chart was dominated by it. Like the album chart, it was there for however many weeks it was, months. Um, and then every single single was always in that sort of like top twenty, top ten. Um, it was crazy. And then yeah, uh, sounds like a good time. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> it's. It's, it's, a, it's a phenomenal album, it is. Yeah, no, it definitely is. And she's doing a tour, or was doing a tour, this year. Yeah, she's doing the album, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, I look really, I, I tried to get tickets, but they were really expensive. So, yeah. But my wife was fortunate, yeah. fortunate enough to see her first time round when she came to England. Oh, wow. Um, and her, her, one of her teachers at school took her and a bunch of mates. It was, yeah. Um, cool, but yeah, no, she's got because I think um, she knew. Well, she knew Taylor Hawkins, who was a drummer. And, yeah, and um, yeah, I think they got tickets to the show that way. So that's pretty sweet. That's pretty sweet. It's a nice little <laughs> connection yeah, yeah. there, almost. Um, but I've got a couple of questions left for you guys, and I can let you get off uh, for the rest of the evening. Um, if that's all right. Yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Sitting alone, <laughs> twiddling your thumbs, whatnot. Um, <laughs> um, but this, the, these questions are sort of generated uh, for for like both of you individually. Um, they're questions I ask sort of everyone that come on my show. They're my, they're my generic questions, if you will. Um, sure. But they're quite big at the same time. But what I want to know is your. Um, your top three albums that have kind of molded the musician kind of stroke person that you are today. Oof. Oof. I know it's not That's a tough. It's not a small question. That's a tough. Yeah. One. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll start, Jerry. You can you go for it. Um, I would say Dream Theater, Train of Thought. Um, I'm gonna say Nine Inch Nails, The Fragile. And it's it's tough coming up with the last one. Probably, I would say probably like Mashuga Cash Thirty Three. If if I'm just trying to think of like top three that molded like the initial way that I sort of write music, that's probably th- three good ones. Cool, excellent, thank you. And uh, Jerry, okay, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go. I know this one is on there, definitely. It's uh, FRS by Ocean Size. They're a very cool post-rock band. Um, Oh, oh, like narrowing it down, this is unbelievably difficult. I I want you to appreciate how this list might change. Go on, then. (laughs) Uh, We'll probably go with uh, Race Car is Race Car Backwards by Ruben. Oh, wow. That's a point. <laughs> they're, they're... Hey, they were a they were a local band for me, man. Yeah, same here. Grew up in the are area. You, are, you, are you from Hampshire? Uh, I was, I was for a okay. for a fair while. Yeah, I still myself and Chris still live in Hampshire. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I'm, I'm local yeah. to. Well, I was in I was in Surrey. I was born in Aldershot. Um, but yeah, I was living in Farnham up until a month ago. Oh, I lived in Farnham for about thirty odd years. I live in Camberley oh, now. Cool. So, <laughs> oh nice. I'm, I'm in Alton, so I'm still I used to oh, live yeah. in Camberley. Oh, okay. There you go. All right, cool. Yeah, we're we're all in that area. Yeah. Ah, there you go. You might might you might know my band then that was around then. Uh, go go on. Oh god, no. <laughs> um, I was in a band called Zero Cipher. <sighs> I think I may have seen you at the edge. Yeah, you probably did. 
Now that, that's a throwback. That is a, that's a hell of a throwback. That's a good 20, 15, 20 years ago. So. <laughs> I, I was in Ireland. Very, very much in Ireland. Ah. <laughs> well, that old excuse. <laughs> they always try that. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Christ. We need okay. just, we need and then, third album. Don't we? Right, third album is going to be Internal Affairs by Pharaoh Monch. Just to nice. mix it up a little bit. Uh, so it shapes you into the musician you are today. You don't talk about titties very much in our <laughs> albums. I'm just saying, before I got into you know rock and metal, it was 90s hip-hop. And yeah. can't give a, a formative albums list without putting something from the man himself. <laughs> Fantastic. We and both went to see him recently. Oh, really? That was yeah, we went to the it was. That That's it was insanely good. What a talented man, still. <laughs> That's excellent. Cool. Uh, cool. Thank you for those. And uh, finally, um, what are your uh, hobbies away from music? What do you What do you kind of do when uh, when you want to kind of either get away from it, or you've got you know, have you got any sort of like long standing hobbies? I mean, definitely yes. Not cool ones, but I'll list them anyway. Go for it. Uh, I'm I'm a big board game fan. Cool. I like to gamify things. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, and very recently gotten into uh, into photography and film. So we'll see we'll see how that works out. Cool. Um, what's nice. your um, um, What's your favorite board game? Gloomhaven is a good one. It's niche, but it's good. Cool. No, yeah, Jerry's, Jerry's very much the game enthusiast. He's he's roped us into quite a few board games over the years. <laughs> Perfect. It's good for this sort of time, to be honest with you. Like with me and my family it's and everything, there. we've got a bunch of I'm stocked up. <laughs> Yeah, you could probably entertain yourself for a decade with the games you have. I, I haven't even noticed there's anything going on. <laughs> Go on in. Go on in. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, sorry. Yeah, I think the connection keeps coming and going. Um, what am I? Uh, I'm definitely a big like sort of film and tv nerd so there's a lot of that um i'm also like a stand-up comedy nerd like i'm very obsessive about that so that takes up a lot of time uh watching stand-up from different countries um yeah i don't really know i i was going to the gym pretty regularly that had been for the past year or so that had become a hobby that i never really had but mm. can't really do that so yeah don't really have it huge amount I can do but the film and TV thing works out pretty well when you're stuck in isolation yeah I was going to say it's a good thing to be into so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could, like if anyone is right now saying like oh I can't think of anything to watch I'm like are you kidding me like there's just so much good stuff to watch if you look for it what sort of uh, what sort of films are you into um I don't have a preferred genre really um just anything anything that's good anything that's interesting like like i'll I'll watch more niche stuff 
like there's certain French films that I'm I'm a big fan of, but at the same time, I quite enjoyed uh, the the Marvel Cinematic Universe as well. So I, yeah. you know, I'm not a snob by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, it's kind of a combination of that. I watch a lot of um, TV, like sort of intense dramatic stuff, like uh, HBO shows, like Barry. Um, there's an Amazon show called Forever, which is really good. Cool. Uh, it's just a lot of stuff like that, and then yeah. Shit, tons of stand up people like Bill Burr, Tom Segura, the sort of great American stand ups that I'm a big fan of at the moment. But yeah, that's that's the, the, probably the main way I'm going to pass time over the coming weeks. No, that's good. I mean, there's plenty on the sort of streaming services, like stand up wise. Obviously, Netflix have their own specials. Um, but um, uh, now TV seems to have had an influx of them with the new Sky Channel and everything. They've got Sky Comedy. Um, oh, I haven't checked it out, actually. Yeah, you've got a bunch of. Um, you've got Bill Maher stand ups. You've got. Nice. Um, oh crap! I'm trying to think of names. I went through it last night. I can't remember. There's loads on there. If you go on there, you'll see them. Um, um, and I had uh, uh, Don Jameson on my show recently as well. Uh, who's a oh, wow. American stand? Oh, you pretty know American stand up. He's also very much into his like heavy metal as well. Um, so it's a, a good combination to have. Yeah, totally. <laughs> cool well guys thank you very much for your time this evening um i really appreciate it um good luck with everything you're doing um obviously everything's on pause but everything else that you're doing (laughs) on that front um but yeah i hope you guys have a good rest of your evening and um yeah i'm sure i'll see you guys on the road soon no worries man have a good one cheers Cheers. yeah